worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And skipping to Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the power, the grace, the strength that rests upon your word. Thank you, Lord, for the fact that amongst other things, your precious and powerful word is a weapon. It's the sword of the Spirit, whereby we as believers can be well-equipped to step out onto the battlefield of life. But Lord, thank you for the opportunity that we not only have that privilege, but by your grace and mercy, we have the privilege and opportunity and responsibility of helping our children too to become warriors who step out on the same battlefield we step out on as well. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace. Help us to recognize, Lord, that this is a great responsibility. Yet at the same time, thank you for the joys of being able to disciple our children, helping them to come to know you and to learn to walk with you and to learn to become kingdom warriors in and of themselves as well. And thank you for the opportunity to teach and prepare them to go out on the battlefield and to do exploits for the building of your kingdom. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we come to you today with grateful hearts that you have set your affection on us, that you would look down and uh, care for us, Father, to the point of sending your Son to die on the cross for us. God, we thank you for that. Help us to be more and more excited about that. Help us not to to uh, push that thought uh, to the back burner. God, you are such a kind God, and we praise you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to, want to remind our listeners once again, we just passed the deadline for the Ten Commandments speech project uh, speeches to be in. But I want to remind you that the Ten Commandments project itself is ongoing. And, of course, it is an ongoing discipleship project to help put uh, tools and weapons in the hands of parents in the work of discipling your children. So, of course, the speech contest, as I said, the deadline is passed. But remember, the having your child memorize the Ten Commandments and uh, recite them to you, dad or mom, all you have to do is contact us. We need their size and the mailing address, and we will mail you their Ten Commandments T-shirt. But remember, that's not just about getting the T-shirt as beautiful and nice as it is, but it's really about helping to plant God's Word in the heart of your son or daughter or grandson or granddaughter. But also the on, also ongoing is the whole matter of us encouraging you as an individual or as a local church having the four- to six-week teaching outreach whereby you teach children in your community the Ten Commandments and the meaning of each one, as well as helping them to memorize them as well. So remember, if you're wanting more information about how to get involved with any of these, simply email us and let us know. And remember, this is about discipling our children. You know, we uh, continue to be excited and encouraged as we've received the speeches for the children, as this year they were, of course, concentrating on the, the commandment, honor your father and your mother. Well, uh, we're going to take a moment to listen to one of the speeches from last year, a young man by the name of Carlos, a very gifted young man from Florida. And we're going to listen to his speech from last year, and we'll come right back. Hi, my name is Carlos, and I'm seven years old, and I want to talk about Proverbs 31.8. And in Proverbs 31.8, it says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, like my baby sister. She cannot speak for herself. She can't say in the belly or out of the belly, I don't want you to kill me. Please don't kill me. And you can kill with a gun. And you can also kill with a sword. But you can also kill with an abortion. And I don't know what I'll do without my baby sister. If, if my mom did an abortion on my baby sister, then I would be really sad. Thank you for hearing my All right, a dynamic speech by uh, a precious and very gallant young man by the name of Carlos, seven years old. A powerful speech that could bless and encourage any child or adult. And so, uh, as I mentioned, dads and moms, granddads and grandmoms, this is a discipleship project. You know, of course, the first five places, of course, are the ones that receive monetary prizes. But remember this, in the truest sense of the word, every child that enters the speech contest is a winner because what the Holy Spirit does in their heart and their life in the process of them preparing their speech and delivering their speech and videotaping it, again, Great and wonderful things happen in their hearts and their lives. They all grow in wonderful ways. So, again, if you're wanting more information about any part of the Ten Commandments Project, email me. My Again, my email, joseph at afr.net. We're glad to get it to you. And remember, it's a responsibility. It's an important responsibility. But again, dads and moms, it's fun. 
it's a fun way to help our children engage Jesus, to walk with Jesus and learn more about his word. Hope that you will get involved again my email, joseph at afr.net. We are very blessed and honored to have as our phone guest today, Dr. Jessica Peck. She's a pediatric nurse practitioner, and actually she has quite a few other hats as well, but we're going to let her further introduce herself. Uh, Dr. Jessica Peck, how are you today? Well, hello, Pastor Joseph. Thank you so much for having me on today. I am doing great. So excited about this new partnership with American Family Radio, and I really, God has given me a heart to give parents hope for healthy families. Mm. Well, that's 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 really powerful and encouraging to hear, uh, Dr. Jessica. I want to ask if you'll take a moment just to further introduce yourself uh, so our listeners can better learn who you are Tell them about, and specifically tell them about the Dr. Nurse Mama uh, podcast as well. I will do that. You know, I am a mom of four kids. It used to be four teens, but my daughter recently turned 20. So my kids are 20, 18, 16, and 14. And recently I heard my youngest son telling a friend, hey, my mom is a famous nurse. And the friend said, oh, how do you know that? And he said, I asked Alexa. <laughs> That's the um, extent of my fame there. But it's true. If you look online, you'll see that I'm a professor at Baylor University who's deeply concerned about the research that's emerging about the mental health status and the health threats that are facing today's teens. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner who meets families behind closed doors at a point of crisis that they often just didn't see coming. And I'm a mom. I'm a mom of four kids who has a heart for being a mom. And I know what it's like to want so badly to do such a good job and feel like you're failing miserably. Now, that may be where I am, but where I started is as a girl with broken family relationships. I started as a mom who was in perpetual conflict with my teen. Actually, the opening scene of Behind Closed Doors, my book, is my daughter throwing a book at my head while we were driving. I just needed a new mindset and a new skill set, and God has been so gracious in restoring that journey with her. And then, you know, as a believer, I have really just God has taken me on a journey of healing some of the things that I experienced in broken family relationships. And all of that has led to the Dr. Nurse Mama podcast, having the brain of a professor, the hands-on nursing experience, and the heart as a mom to engage and equip families to find hope for healthy relationships. That's what you'll find on my podcast is we talk about things facing families today, things like social media, cyberbullying, sexting, pornography, substance abuse, gender identity, racial uh, unrest, and social justice. All of those things we'll talk about um, as we walk together. Each podcast, I'll give you a conversation key, and that's because I hear so many parents tell me they feel like that door to their child's heart is locked, and I want to give them a key to unlock that door with really practical tools, and we do that through the context of God's Word. And the last thing I'll say in introducing myself, Pastor Joseph, is that I believe that faith is taught more than it's taught. And so I really want to walk parents along a journey of strengthening their own faith so that it can feel real for their kids. We cannot parent on our own strength. We have to rely on praying. Praying is the most valuable weapon that we have in our adversary against the enemy who seeks to devour our children. 
And knowing God's Word and parenting with God's Word is just what I want to encourage and equip and engage parents to do. Hmm. Well, again, I want to ask if you'll take a moment now specifically to pray for listeners that they would have ears to hear all that the Holy Spirit would say through the broadcast today, through you and myself, and that they really be able to hear what God would have them to hear today. Dear God, I just bring families before you, families who will be listening to the words today on this broadcast and through the Dr. Nurse Mama podcast. God, I just pray that you would enlighten the eyes of their heart. Lord, I pray that you would help them to be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. God, I pray that you would be close to those who are brokenhearted, who feel like there may be no hope in their relationship, Lord, that maybe things are just beyond the way that they can fix them. Lord, I pray that you would help them to know that you are the God of restoration. You are the God of hope, and you are the God who loves to rebuild things. Lord, just as we saw Nehemiah rebuild a wall in a situation that seems so hopeless. So God, I just pray that today, in this very moment, as people are listening to this prayer, God, I pray that it would be the moment of a new journey, Lord, of a new way forward and a surrender to your will and uh, to lay down any hurt or pride or obstacles that may be in the way. And God, I pray that you would do a miraculous work of restoration and that you would strengthen families. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And Father, to thank you for uh, the privilege of having Dr. Jessica Peck on today. Thank you for the work you've called her to as a, a Christian, as a pediatric nurse practitioner, as a college professor, as a parent, uh, as a wife, as an individual who's in the world being used by you to accomplish your work. Father, thank you, Lord, for the privilege we all have of being able to hear your word and obey your word. Father, Anoint the minds, ears, heart, and understanding of every listener with a mighty, 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 mighty anointing so that we each will be abundantly receptive to your word and your will and your spirit. Speak mightily to each of us and help us to take the wisdom and the seeds planted in our lives and take them and make the most of them for your glory and the building of your kingdom. Father, more and more, we pray especially for parents. Anoint them with wisdom and grace to receive and glean much from that which is shared today for being better equipped parents to do the work you called us to as parents. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Our phone guest today is Dr. Jessica Peck. She's the host of the new podcast here on AFR, Dr. Nurse Mama. We'll be right back.
music from Planet Shakers with Only Way, reminding us that the only way to eternal life and eternal salvation is Jesus Christ. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Thanks for being a part of our listening family. Our phone guest today is Dr. Jessica Peck. She's the host of the new AFR podcast entitled Dr. Nurse Mama. Uh, and Dr. Jessica, as we begin this segment, before we get, dive into talking about your book, I want to ask if you'll really pray what's on your heart for parents. Um, you know, the, the challenge of being a Christian parent in our world, as you've alluded to, is, is just great. Would you pray for parents at this time? Dear God, I just pray for parents whose hearts are heavy, Lord. I pray for parents who feel overwhelmed by just negative news that comes and fear that rises in our hearts as we continually see new threats that that are trying to take the hearts and the minds of our children captive. God, I pray that you would give them hope. I pray that you would give them peace and joy as we pursue you and as we pursue your way, Lord. I just pray that you would give them words to say, that they would speak words of wisdom, that they would speak words of comfort, and that you would go before them and put people on their path who would encourage them and give them encouragement just to go on, Lord. I pray that you would strengthen families. We know that your heartbeat is for families to be healthy, and I pray that you would protect them in every way possible, Lord, with a hedge of protection around them as they seek to build strong families. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you. Uh, You have a new book out entitled Behind Closed Doors. Tell our listeners about the book. Well, as I sat in my backyard on the very first day of quarantine, which I'm actually doing now, you may hear the birds chirping in the background, but I sat out here with my Bible and my journal, and I feel like God gave me a vision of what was on the horizon. I knew of all of the cultural change and unrest and the challenges facing this generation, but I also knew they would be magnified, that things were going to be so much harder. And the trauma endured by the pandemic, the social and emotional injury to children would take years to uh, unravel. And so God gave me a heart to write a book for parents with my education and my experience and my heart for equipping and engaging parents to do that. Each chapter, I cover 12 things that are that are threatening children today, and those are things that we, we've mentioned already. But each chapter takes a specific journey. We have three doors that I take you behind. The first door is behind the clinic door. I speak to you as a nurse practitioner. Here are the health impacts of what is facing your child. Here is how a kid who is engaging in risk-taking behaviors on social media ends up in my clinic and how I discover that. Here's demystification and destigmatizing information that we give you in that healthcare setting. I want you to know everything I know. The second door is behind the home door, where I really walk parents through practical tools. How do you make a physical conversation space in your home? How do you start to walk through those conversations with your child? I walk you through what I call the love your teen model, a four-step communication model I actually use in clinical practice. Listen with your face, offer open-ended questions, validate their emotions, and explore next steps together. So we practice that over and over as you have home strategies to build relationships with your child. 
The third door is behind the heart door. Now, when we look at the landscape that is facing our kids today, it can be overwhelming and it can make even the strongest heart hurt. So I want to take good care of parents' hearts. And this is really the spiritual strengthening and the connection because I believe we cannot face these issues on our own wisdom and our own strength. We need God's help, God's power. So I've written a devotional for each chapter. I have written a prayer that is taken straight from Scripture. I have playlists for music that will empower you. For example, if you're fighting substance abuse, that will have a victory playlist so that you can have those messages, which so many of those songs are scriptures that are playing on repeat in your hearts and your minds. And that is that is the journey of the book. This is not just the read it and learn more. This is a roll up your sleeves, get your hands dirty, your feelings will get hurt. It is a once in a lifetime adventure to pursue the heart of your team. And I assure you that the investment will pay dividends for generations to come to the level of the way that our DNA is even read and transcribed. Well, if someone wants to get a copy of the book, uh, Behind Closed Doors, your book, how can they do that? Well, you can get it anywhere books are sold. You can find it on Amazon. You can go to my website, Dr. Nurse Mama, that's drnursemama.com, and find it wherever books are sold. And I'm really excited to, to share with the listeners that this book was ranked number one as new release on parenting books for Amazon, which that encompasses all kinds of books, not just faith-based books. But it tells me that the heartbeat of parents is to connect with their children, and they're looking for resources to do that. And so I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to share what I have learned with parents. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't would you say, and I guess I would tend to think this to be true, but one uh, in one thing we can draw from the fact that the book has done so well is that in many ways parents are desperate for help in being good parents today. I think that is absolutely true, and it's been amazing to see how God has directed the steps of my journey. You know, what I've learned is that writing a book is usually something that people aspire to over a period of several years. And I will tell you that God wrote this book on the canvas of my heart without me even knowing it for 10 years. And by the time he brought me to this place, I wrote this book and uh, wrote the outline for the book in an hour, which just tells me that it was God given and he had prepared me all in that way, which tells me he's preparing other people just like you, Pastor Joseph, all over to meet parents in that point of need. There is help. There is hope. There are other people with the same heart, with the same vision, with the same passion to raise their children to be spiritually strong in a culture that is against us. Fighting against culture is a defensive strategy, and it has its place. But if you make your mission to fight for the heart of your child, that is a mission that we can win. Mm. Well, would you share now, now, how many chapters did you say in your book again? There are 12 chapters, so I designed this book to be a one-year journey, truthfully. But you can take it faster, or you can take it slower. You can skip around. You can do them out of order. But there are 12 chapters, and they cover mental health, social media, cyberbullying, suicide, vaping, substance abuse, divorce, sex and sexing, pornography, social justice, gender identity, and eating disorders. 
It mm. is it is a tough lineup for sure. So take it at your own pace. And I also encourage parents to invite a friend to say, hey, you know what? I really want to invest in a relationship building journey with my child. Would you do this journey with me? Can we meet together and pray together? Can I share my experiences with you? Will you encourage me? Will you speak godly counsel and wisdom? Because what I've learned from research is that more than 80% of Americans rely on Google to solve their problems. When we have a problem or we're not sure what to do, we'll go to Google. But only about 16% of people will share a problem with a trusted friend. So there is a problem if we trust our Google answers more than we trust our friends to bear our burdens with us. So I strongly encourage parents to do this together, and it helps you to know that you are not alone. None of our kids are perfect. We are not perfect. We have a Heavenly Father who is perfect, and yet as children, we fall and we fail all the time. How much more so will our children fail? But having them find a way back to grace, finding forgiveness and restoration when they make mistakes, and walking in the freedom with that with someone who we trust, who can encourage us, that is a blessing that you should not miss out on. Well, uh, Dr. Jessica, can you share maybe an illustration, a testimony, a story, whether it be from, it, it might be personally, it might be someone you ran into in your practice, but one where it illustrates that when parents begin to take wisdom that like what you, what can be drawn from your book and apply it, it can make all the difference in the world. Can you think of an illustration, a testimony that comes to mind? Well, I can. In Chapter 1, I talk about mental health, and I talk about a patient. I had a little girl who had an immune deficiency. Um, she was very sick and in and out of the hospital a lot and actually at the point of death on more than one occasion. And she developed post-traumatic stress disorder from the stress of that, from the fear of almost dying, and from the social anxiety of not being able to be around people because her immune system was weak. And her mom had a very, very difficult time recognizing that and took a long time to recognize the mental health condition that she had and to get help. Now, I share this story in Behind Closed Doors, and then what I share, Pastor Joseph, is that mom is actually me. I am the mom, and I share my story with my daughter's blessing, not only her permission, but her blessing, and how we walked through that. And I talked about how we were wrestling with this diagnosis of anxiety, which it was easy to tell people about an immune deficiency. People had compassion, and they could understand that. But saying anxiety, you know, it felt like, oh, is she weak? Is she labeled? You know, is this embarrassing? Do we want people to know about this? And one day as I was serving as a camp nurse at a camp she was at, she was having a panic attack, and she came running into my clinic, ran into my bedroom, hid behind the bed, just quivering and shaking and crying, and locked the door behind her. And her friends came running in. They had no idea what had happened, and they thought they had hurt her feelings. And I looked at that picture there, seeing her, and she said, please, don't tell them. Don't tell them what's wrong. And it just occurred to me in that moment, I said, you know, honey, I see you scared and alone and locking yourself away by yourself. On the other side of this door is hope and support and encouragement and love, and you've locked yourself away from that. So I opened the door and I invited her friends in and said, look, this, so she's got anxiety, 
which just means sometimes she feels anxious and she doesn't know why. And it might look like she's shaky or like she is sick. And what you need to do in that moment is just give her some space and let her calm down, be with her, and go find a trusted adult. Well, those friends, they not only felt comforted, they felt empowered. They were on a mission. They knew exactly what to do and how to support their friend. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's the mindset that I come from, just knowing that, hey, I know parents. I know how these things can be hard to deal with. And I don't write this book or offer this advice because I have it all together now. I've just found the courage to say, hey, I don't. I still struggle. I still question. I still wrestle with my emotions over this. And I still mess up. But here is the hope and help I found along the way. Mm. That's a powerful illustration and a reminder of the fact that, in a sense, you can call the many many challenges and difficulties and problems of life that you could say that's a part of walking through the valley of the shadow of death and life. There's so many storms, so many challenges, and again, a parent can feel overwhelmed, but on the other hand, we serve a big God a God that's able to help us and walk with us through the storms, through the difficulties. Uh, Would you take a moment now to pray specifically for children, whatever's on your heart to pray for children right now? I am. I would like, I'm going to share a prayer from Psalm 23 that I wrote just to go along with this story. God, thank you for being my shepherd in this parenting journey. Remind us that when we're following you, we want for nothing. Help us lie down in green pastures and see growth in our children. Lead us beside still waters during times of conflict. Restore our souls when we feel broken and hopeless. Guide us in the right path to lead our children faithfully with sure steps for your namesake. And when we walk through valleys shadowed by darkness and sadness, help us not to be afraid of evil. Remind us daily of your presence with us, that we are not alone. Your rod and your staff will comfort and guide us. Prepare a table before us in the presence of enemies who wish to tear us down and harm us. Anoint our heads with oil until our cup overflows with abundance. Let goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives as we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. 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 And Father, too, thank you for every young person and child that might be listening today. And thank you again for every parent listening as well. Lord, anoint us as parents with wisdom and grace to be diligent and passionate about helping our children come to know Christ and then teaching them how to walk with the Lord, knowing that our greatest defense is an offense as we simply do the work of making our making disciples of our children helping them to learn to pray, helping them to learn to read your word, helping them learn to live your word. Thank you for the gift and the privilege of discipling our children. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Our phone guest today is Dr. Jessica Peck. She's the host of the the new podcast here on AFR, Dr. Nurse Mama. We'll be right back. You're the beginning and the end 
You're the peace I find within. You're a great God. You are great. You're a great God. You are great. You are strong and mighty. Yeah, yeah. No one can do the things. The music of Jennifer Meikle, the song Great. God, thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Early in the broadcast, we shared the passage, Ephesians 6, 10 to 20. We're going to share it one more time. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts, of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fire darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Father, help us more and more as parents, as grandparents, as those who work with young people to recognize, Lord, that The greatest need for each of our children is Jesus and knowing him and learning how to walk with him. Empower us, Father, to be diligent parents that are wise enough to make discipling our children the high priority you would have it to be in our lives as parents. Help us to recognize, Lord, that the battle is an intense one, yet greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to equip our children for the battlefields of life every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest today is Dr. Jessica Peck. She's the a host of the, the podcast, Dr. Nurse Mama. Uh, Dr. Jessica, uh, you uh, shared that on your first, on your very first uh, podcast, you dealt with spiritual warfare. What are some thoughts and insights that come to your mind about why it's important for us as believers to be equipped to deal with the spiritual warfare battlefield of life? Well, this definitely, there's always been spiritual warfare, but I feel like right now there is such intense warfare for the heart and the mind of this next generation of Generation Z. And you're right, that's why on the first podcast, I started off with my friend and pastor, Brian Haynes, who just wrote a book called War in the Wilderness, Fight for Your Family When Life Isn't As It Should Be. And we talked about family life in the context of spiritual warfare. Now, it was really interesting because he takes us on a journey through three deserts that are in the context of biblical places and biblical language. You have Midbar, which is basically a desert you can survive in, that's baseline life. You have that is a desert that is only survivable if you have help. And you have Yashimon, which is a Hebrew word for a desert that is unsurvivable. And we see families experiencing spiritual warfare across the 
context of these three deserts. Some may be feeling like, okay, you know, everything is not as great as it should be, but it's okay. We're hanging in there. And some families may be facing struggles that feel very, very difficult and overwhelming. And I see and meet families behind closed doors who feel like they're in Yashimon, an unsurvivable desert where the warfare is so intense, they don't know how they will survive. And we cannot fight this war on our own. We have to put on the full armor of God. And in doing that, that is what I have learned is to fight for my family is to learn the scripture. Now, my kids, um, they are really blessed to go to a Christian school, and they have learned scripture from a very young age as part of that. And even when they were five and six years old, they were reciting entire chapters of scripture. And at first, you know, they may not really understand everything that it means, but those are seeds that are deeply planted in their heart. And I can say as a mom, you know, when my child may tell me, I'm afraid. As a mom who cares and as a nurse who knows, I can say, don't worry, you're safe. I'm here with you. I'm not going to leave you. But a powerful follow-up is to say, God will never leave you or forsake you or abandon you. You may be pressed but not crushed, abandoned but not destroyed. You, uh, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Now, for a lot of parents out there, they may think, oh, my gosh, I, I couldn't talk like that. That feels so awkward. Well, you know what? Kids value authenticity. And I think it's perfectly fine to say at the beginning, you know, I'm going to try something new and I'm going to try to speak scripture over you. And it might feel awkward at first, but I am committed and confident that this is what you need and do it until it becomes natural. The other challenge I think for parents in prayer is that we have this vision as parents that we're supposed to have a designated time. We're supposed to light a candle, be in our closet, have 30 minutes of uninterrupted time, which there is value in that. But you know, when you're just starting to work out, if you're not used to praying, you don't go and do an eight hour workout. You know, you start with a walk. And to me, prayer is just such a part of my everyday life. I mean, there may be times where I'm driving or walking, and I just will say a one or two sentence prayer, and prayer has become integrated as an ongoing conversation with the Lord throughout the day. So that's that's a lot. I know I said a lot, Pastor Joseph, but I have such a full heart for equipping and encouraging and engaging parents in this. Well, uh, again, um, share with our listeners one more time, if they want to get your book, Behind Closed Doors, how they can do that. Anywhere books are sold, Amazon, any book retailer, you can go to drnursemama.com. That's D-R-NurseMama-M-A-M-A.com. You can find my podcast at AFR.net or on the app for American Family Radio. You can also find that at drnursemama.com as well. Well, uh, I'm going to ask Dr. Jessica, if you'll just uh, share your thoughts about this reality. You know, um, the, the fact is, uh, I'm very much of the opinion, obviously, that the best thing in the world for our children is Jesus and them him coming to know Jesus and then learning to grow up and to become strong in their walk. This is true that sin can easily lead to emotional distress. It can lead to mental problems. It can lead to psychological problems, and you touch on the tragedies of suicide. It's important for us as believers to understand life is all related. And so for some people to say, well, this is spiritual and this is physical, 
everything really is spiritual in the truest sense of the word. And so the best thing in the world, in our world, the best thing we can give our children is Jesus. So would you share just your thoughts, uh, response to that matter? It is so true, and that speaks to my heart as a nurse practitioner who cares about holistic health. We see that you're not just a physical body. You have mental health and emotional health, and the most important element of that is spiritual health. And I think that parents, a lot of times when we're looking at our kids, we're concentrating on their behavior. We want to see their behavior uh, matching what we're telling them to do, and if they're doing all of the right things, then we tell ourselves, okay, we must be doing okay as a parent. Pursuing their heart is a much more difficult thing. And the best way that you can invest in your child's spiritual health is to invest in your own. I'll tell you, my, my father-in-law, he came to know Jesus at a much later point in life and, and went through a period all when my husband was growing up where he did not know the Lord or walk with the Lord. And he does that now. My children know that every Tuesday he will bring donuts in the morning because he has a men's Bible study in the morning, and he always brings in the leftovers of donuts. Now, they're not going to remember just getting the donuts. They're going to remember that Opa has Bible study every Tuesday morning. They know not to interrupt him in the morning at a specific time because he will be kneeling by his bed and praying. And I see that as such a spiritual legacy, and they see that, and they want to emulate that. So reading, if your child doesn't want to engage with you, don't be frustrated by that. Just read it anyway. Read the scripture anyway. Pick a place where you're sitting and they know every day they'll find you reading your Bible or reading your devotional or having prayer time. And that faith will be caught so much more than it is taught. Mm. You know, something that I, I try to remind and encourage parents to do pretty regular. Well, I, I, I encourage parents to set the goal of having each of their children to read at least three chapters out loud to them every day. And uh, it's, it's interesting how different parents react to that differently. Some may think, well, hey, you know, I hadn't thought about that. I'm going to do that. But then some may say, well, I'm just so busy. I just don't really have time to do that. Well, again, we have time for what we choose to have time for. And the fact is the eternal salvation for of our children is something that we have to decide is just the highest of priorities because, again, uh, every parent wants to spend all eternity with their children. So it just it needs to become and just to be made the priority that it really should be. I could not agree more. And that is our most valuable commodity in this day and age is our time. It is not something that there's a shortcut for. And I think when we think about our world and how we can customize whatever we want at our fingertips, I can get on an app and order a coffee exactly the way that I wanted or order a meal from a place down the street, or I can go to an online retailer and have something on my door by that evening. That's not how parenting works, and that's not how the spiritual journey works. A lot of times I think we treat parenting like growing a chia pet. We want to put in minimal investment and have everything be good the next day. We have very low tolerance for long-term problems. But parenting and investing in your child's spiritual growth is really like growing a pineapple. A pineapple takes an average of 24 months to grow. Mm -hmm. You still water it. You still put it in the sun. You still take care of it, having confidence that 
planting and harvesting do not happen in the same season that we are going to, and our children need to see that confidence in us. When Mm. we see them struggling with a behavior, we need to know that I see you struggling with this, but I have confidence in your character. And I know with God's help, we are going to get past this and you are going to overcome this. They need to see that confidence in our eyes and that we have confidence in what we're growing. Amen. Amen. Well, again, Dr. Jessica, thank you so much for uh, being with us today. And uh, I want to say to all of our listeners, uh, again, I want to encourage you to prayerfully consider getting the book Behind Closed Doors, Dr. Jessica Peck's book. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made the all-important step of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, once again, we want to give you that opportunity. Remember, in all of life, the single most important decision we can make is the decision to invite Jesus Christ to come into our heart to be the Lord and Savior of our lives. If you want to make that step, I invite you to pray this prayer from your heart with us right now. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess. I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to read the word daily. Help me to pray daily. Help me to follow you every day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you. Again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ and put down deep roots in your new relationship with Christ. Again, that email, joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. Uh, Dr. Jessica Peck, again, thank you so much for being with us again today. Thank you so much for allowing me time to share my heart with parents, and I just pray that the Lord will bless them and keep them and be gracious to them and make it safe to shine upon them and give them peace. Amen. Amen. And we invite every listener, please do tune in and get a chance to listen to the weekly podcast entitled Dr. Nurse Mama by Dr. Jessica Peck. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.